Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting talk. News the networks refuse to use on your radio. Live from freedomfest.com. This is indeed day two. Freedomfest.com, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't attend in person, the streaming option is available at freedomfest.com. This is Liberty Roundtable Live for July the 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is our guide. We love the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we absolutely still have at our fingertips. Never forget that. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Normally I do a recap. Don't have time for it today. Guests going on for day two live freedomfest.com from what is this place called? Rapid City, South Dakota. Love it. Great place. Nice people. Population of about 75,000 freedom-loving Americans. Just a nice place. Good people everywhere. Everybody's nice. Everyone's taking good care of us. They got the AC rolling, and thank heavens for that, too. We've got our guest with me. He's from Canada, though. So I want to get a little bit of his take on America and come to the Freedom Fest as well. But it's Andre Matei, and he happens to be CEO of a company called Robox Inc., uh, which we're talking about tools, robotic tools. They're unique. I'm calling them tools of technology is what I'm calling them. Anyway, Robox.com or RoboxTools.com is the website. Sorry, RoboxTools.com, creating a new power tool experience. Andre, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you. Happy to be here. So what do you think coming from Canada, coming to America? Uh, I love it, personally. Every time I come to the U.S., it's a whole different experience. The people are nice. Uh, everyone's very open to talk to you. Uh, all around, beautiful country. All right. Love it. Appreciate it. Love our neighbors to the north, too, by the way. So you guys are into techno. I'm just calling them the techno tools, baby. That's what I'm calling them because they're cool. We walked by his booth, and we're just like, oh, tools, whatever. And then we're like, wait, hold on. And we saw some incredible technology in your tools. Tell us how you got started. Yeah, good question. I mean, uh, myself and my father actually founded the company, and uh, we worked in the manufacturing field. And we saw some of the pain points in tools nowadays. And with, uh, you know, the love for technology and, you know, the 21st century technology in the world today, we saw that there was a gap between, you know, really efficient, technologically advanced power tools and what is offered today. And when we say efficient, we're talking about tools, ladies and gentlemen, that are like your normal drill. You know, think of a DeWalt or any other drill, except for we're talking about the global leader in power tools has put together technologies for a connected world by pushing the limits of what is possible. And the way you've done that is you simply made the tools smart. You've added the ability to connect your tools to your iPhone. And then through that ability, now the tools become way more intelligent so you can be incredibly precise about what you're doing, right? Exactly. You got it bang on. All right. So do you have your own app and you download the app on your phone, right? We do. Right now we're working on an app. So we're hoping to have it released in uh, Q4 of this year. And uh, that app is going to be paired with your phone. So you can save a bunch of information. You can preload information. Um, you can access guidance, um, all that good stuff. So you get the job done better, faster uh, and safer, of course. 
right now these tools are a little bit more expensive than your normal power tool because they are smart they have technology in them but the things that you can do with them are incredible here's what it's really doing it's taking the automation world almost and putting it in the hands of the average joe isn't it exactly what it's doing and um, you know this goes beyond what you see with our initial product uh, this is going to be applied to a whole range of different applications and it's going to really start to introduce AI applications uh, down the road so the headline says you know what the drill sounds boring but then it says reimagined different ball game huh oh yeah completely different the X drill the first world or the first digital smart drill so this thing has the ability through this technology tell me what it can do because it's amazing yeah no I mean it can do a ton of things uh, so first off the tools actually equipped with a range of integrated tools and smart features that are built right into the drill itself so you can imagine doing things like measuring with the drill leveling with the drill accessing speeds whether it's specific torques and guidance uh, all that combined into one and this obviously helps the brand new power tool users but when you put it into the hands of professionals this is where you really see that value added where they're saving you know 20 30 seconds on one task but they're performing this task you know up to 100 times per uh, job and uh, that's where you really see the value shine of our products and again this is uh, some of the features that you see on the drill of course every other tool that's going to have this technology um, in our portfolio is going to have different uh, applications and uh, different smart features uh, per se but uh, this is just the tipping point and uh, we're, we're excited to put this into the hands of uh, consumers very soon and the thing that you need to know because people are like how does this thing work how can it be so smart it, it, you know what you're combining computer technology with laser technology right exactly yeah so think of what's in your smartphone right now you have a very very smart microcontroller which is essentially a computer and you have that now in the drill itself so really the possibilities are very limitless all right, I find this really innovative, and I'll, I'll use the computer world because that's the world that I come from. You know, they used to have a term called big data, and I'm telling you, it cost literally millions of dollars to implement. Only big companies had it. It was incredible ability to literally control their data and make data-driven decisions kind of a thing. Uh, anyway, now they've made that to the smaller companies where, you know what, everybody can have big data. Small companies can too. It's taken a long time, but they've scaled it down. You've done that with the tool industry. We have, and you know, that's exactly where kind of we're going and our trajectory is going. Um, right now, yes, the tools are a little more expensive, but eventually down the road, people who, you know, can only spend 100, 150 bucks on a tool will be able to get into our platform. Wow. All right, so the drill is one of the one uh, pieces that I saw is why I started out with that one. You also have an incredible level. This is, takes level stuff to the new level. To, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, th again, that uses the same technology as in the drill, but now on a different application. And this one's beautiful for the home. Now, you're the CEO, right? I am, yeah. All right. You got to like that. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, the website is kind of cool. It's robboxtools.com, and it's R-O-B-B-O-X. So you got to have two Bs in there, right? Exactly, yeah. All right. Uh, tell me, on the website, too, you got a lot of videos, right? We do, yeah. So we really want to show the users, you know, what our tools are capable of. So we have a lot of demonstration videos showing the use cases in uh, in uh, our integrated tools. Wow. So the videos show the use cases. It kind of lets you know some of the capabilities of the new technology. That's what they're really showing off in the videos is the technology and what you can really do with it. Because it's one thing to say, oh, this thing's smart. This thing knows stuff. It's another thing to say, hey, we can literally, you know what, give you precise, consistent drilling or leveling to not only the 
precision that you don't see in other places because of the, the technology, but it's also the repeatability, the automation of it, where you can do it over and over and over quickly, precisely. That's never really been done in the hands of the average Joe, right? It hasn't. It hasn't. And if you think about it, like new tool users, you know, some of them are, they're a little anxious when they pick up the tool, you know, maybe even a little bit intimidated. So now we're trying to take that aspect away from the tool use. Yeah, we just don't want to screw it up. That's all, Andre. <laughs> yeah, I've been <laughs> in that boat. <laughs> yeah. So what's the future for you guys, too? I mean, I see some of these tools. I see some of, the, some of the technology. I see the app. How far will this go? You know, we, we have some big plans. Uh, we have a, a range of products that we want to release with our technology into it. Uh, really, what we're trying to do is build a product portfolio where, you know, users can get into our platform, you know, get into our battery system and, you know, have a range of different tools that they can buy. And, you know, eventually you never know, um, IPO, there's a possibility of IPO. There's a lot of possibilities in our horizon, uh, but we're taking it one step at a time right now. There's also the possibility like, um, you know, the Roku player and some of these other people, they first built their own little device. And over time, though, then the, te the technology, they embedded it into TVs and other things. You can take your technology embedded into other tools and other systems as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of the exciting things that we're working on on the side right now, which is besides our tools, um, we're working with a select few, uh, really trying to see how we can integrate our technology into their line of products and see what we can accomplish with that. Um, what's really great about this is these companies are completely out of our, uh, I would say, concentration in terms of market. So it really gives us the opportunity, like you mentioned, to really spread our technology. Because it's about using these lasers, then it's about building this API or this usability around these consistent things that people need. Consistently, you need to go so far or, you know what, spin consistently so fast. Or do, and those profiles eventually over time will be able to save uh, and hopefully be backed up to a server in some way that to where, you know what, you can crank up a new tool, click a button, connect it to your account. All your settings are instantly there. Bam. You've never had that kind of stuff ever. Exactly. You're bang on. And again, the software is really where we see ourselves growing exponentially. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, professionals want to keep track of their tasks. You know, if they have a bunch of employees, they want to see, OK, who's working with those tools? How are they using them? Are they abusing them? And these are all the things that you're going to be able to track very, very soon. Rob Box Inc., ladies and gentlemen, robotic tools, um, creating a new power tool experience i'm telling you you're taking redneck high tech now buddy <laughs> that's what we're going for all right what else have i overlooked that you want to mention to the audience i've done my best to kind of cover it all it, it's a vast topic so i'm not going to get it done in 10 minutes but what have i ignored or not really realized that you need to kind of make sure everybody knows i mean we've covered a good portion of it but the idea you know behind robox is we want to ensure that you know Anybody can look at this tool and think it's for them. We don't want to appear, you know, just as a professional tool. We want to appear like a everyday tool that even a consumer or a DIY home user can, you know, pick up and really utilize and um, and use easily. Right. At the end of the day, we're all about empowering users with uh, data and guidance uh, and helping them get the job done. Like I said before, uh, f safer, uh, better, and uh, of course, uh, faster. Imagine in time the, the lady that does crafts and she uses this to consistently either drill or saw or whatever else and she's just got this precision at her fingertips. That's one example off case use that certainly makes sense to me. Andrew or Andre Matei, CEO, Roboxtools.com. Thank you, sir. I love to be here. Thank you very much. As a parent, 
Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, day2freedomfest.com. If you can be here, do it. We'd love to see you. We'd love to see you at our dinner Friday night. Go to cspoa.org or lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Sign up for dinner. We'd love to see you in person. But if you can't make it, the streaming options available at freedomfest.com. I'm telling you right now, this place is packed with people. This place is full of liberty loving. Man, men and women everywhere that are just running around having a great time as the joke goes they're just running around having a great time and all that kind of stuff zach gillis is with me he works for my company small business tech guys and does a lot of the social media things for us he's a social media leader and more i just want to get a quick shout out to zach and say zach what do you see at the on the floor that's of interest well like you said it is pretty packed today and it's going to be an awesome event um so far it looks like there's Probably over a hundred booths here. I don't know how many, <laughs> um, but it's quite awesome to see uh, so many uh, Liberty lovers and um, uh, people who um, are going for freedom right now. So it's awesome. All right. I want you to stick around and talk to Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com. With me, there's some golden serval dealers here, but none of them or is capable to take care of your honest money needs. As Brian Russ, RustQuinnandGift.com, over the past 50 years they've been doing this stuff. Him and his family, it's multi-generational. RustQuinnandGift.com, welcome back, Brian. Hey, thanks for being here. I'm glad you guys are having a good time out there. Man, we are live at Freedom Fest and enjoying ourselves being here as well. I want to get a quick Honest Money Report update from you, though, sir. Where's gold looking today? Uh, gold, is, uh, the paper quote right now is at 1805.50. 1805.50 on gold. 
And silver, sir? Silver is 25.25. 25.25. Silver's down some or what? Yeah, I mean, it's the they, they, they've been suppressing the market a little bit. Uh, it's all reflective of, you know, they here's, here's the one kicker. They always say that, the, you know, the dollar... Uh, is showing uh, some strength. The dollar is showing strength, and which is pathetic. They always use that, and I, I read it in a number of articles, and and it's just pathetic. How is the dollar showing strength when we're printing so much money that, uh, you know, inflation's on the doorstep? They're not doorstep. We're we're in inflation. So yeah, it's 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 pretty pathetic there. It's the manipulation of the markets is how they do it. It's all quote paper trades. That's why we do the honest money report. Cause when you take possession of your gold and silver, your metal, things are quite different. So it's 1805.50 for the, uh, the gold silver, 25, 25. What about the Kurt Crosby's rhodium? Uh, he's sitting at 19,005. 19,000. Wow. All right. So it's down a, a bit from its high, but it's still way up there. Yeah. Yeah. You're correct. All right. Now, tell me your thoughts. Part of the reason that I think um, the dollar is doing so well is because, you know, instead of tying it to constitutional currency, as the good Lord would have them do, uh, Honest Weights and Measures right. says the Bible, they've tied it to oil, as you know, and it's called the petrodollar, nicknamed that because we forced countries around the world to stick with our dollar or else it have tanked a long time ago. Nevertheless, I bring it up because oil is pretty scarce and the price of oil going up and gas is costing a bunch of cash. We drove out here to South Dakota and gas was quite expensive, if you ask my opinion, three seventy-five a gallon or more, uh, way up over a dollar uh, at least from last year, so at least a 33% increase, if not more. Uh, and what does that do to this market? I kind of think that's the reason it might be kind of propped up, if you will, uh, manipulated. So true, but nevertheless, there it is, right? Yeah, you know the problem is though is, is uh, that just that just the, is the is the the it, it, inflation. I mean, that's just showing inflation basically there. I mean, when Trump was in, didn't we have? Weren't, weren't they trying to get rid of oil and, and no one was buying? It was, it was. I mean, there was abundant amount, and and yet now all of a sudden we ha- there's no oil out there anywhere, and uh, it, it's just interesting how it goes from that to this, and now we're just paying tremendous amount of the pump, and that just goes to show you the regime at the head of of our country just causing havoc in our lives at the head of our country but also in bed with with people of the world global um, correct you know oil cartel kingpins and stuff like that you got opec and everybody else going yeah we're not going to create as much you know uh, processed gas here we're going to just uh, not produce as much oil or whatever else and you know we're kind of at their behest even though we don't want to admit it right Right, but 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 because we're not taking advantage of the resources we have now, we're relying back on kind of where we were before. You know, you know, other countries driving that market price. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business talking about this financial reality. Uh, they say that inflation will be continuing for years to come, Brian. What do you think of that kind of a statement? Yeah, I, I think we're it's it's a it's it's going to. I mean, we don't, it just doesn't happen overnight. We're all of a sudden now everything oh it's just fine. Everything's just. I mean, it's just you know they're printing money, they're paying. You know, people don't want to go to work. I mean, if if you can sit home, uh, there's there's another uh, issue here where people now now uh, restaurants and other places are are having to shut down uh, a lot of the times because they don't have workers to meet the, the demand. Uh, you know, we're, we're allowing people just to sit at home and receive a check. And so, wow, that's interesting. I don't mind sitting at home and receiving checks, but I want to work for them. What do you say to that, Zach? Right. I think that sounds awesome. 
You know, it, it's amazing to me that they keep the stimulus and stuff going when we have a job market that's so hot people can't get employees either. What are they doing that for? If the, if the job market wasn't hot, you know, I'm not saying I agree with the socialism reality, but I kind of get it, right, that they could think that. But when the job market is so hot employers can't get employees does the stimulus make any sense? And I think that's really this moral hazard at the helm, Brian. Yeah, it really is. I mean, what did President Biden said, the fact of inflation numbers are simply temporary. And, and his, his, his words were, he respects the independence of the Federal Reserve. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. I, just I don't, because it's a lie. <laughs> yes, the right. supreme law of the land said Congress is supposed to be in charge of our money. We never had an independent fake money creator that we're going to back or support or whatever else. I'm for the independent business owner. I'm not for the independent fake money people. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, the lifeblood of the country, I, you know, I'm the farmer, the, the good old farmer, the work, the, the W-O-R-K that uh, he puts in the time and, and uh, good values of our country. Well, but man, the Federal Reserve's got a great gig. Man, the, the interest alone on that gig is huge. So, yeah, that's kind of the, in the name of competition. We ought to have a Sam and a Federal Reserve, and the Sam would make my own money, my <laughs> fake deal, and you just would have competing <laughs> fake right. currencies now. Uh, there you go. You, maybe you get your picture on one of those uh, bills. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the other thing I would do, though, is I'd charge half interest compared to what they're charging. I'd give everybody right. a deal, there Brian. You. Yeah. See, my my, love that. my tree money would give you a deal, buddy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just trying That's to right. demonstrate the absurd, ladies and gentlemen, of what we've really fallen for. And we literally, with a straight face, say, yeah, the independence of the Fed. So what you're saying is banking cartels have shanghaied our constitutional currency and turned the world upside down over fake fiat money. That's really what's going on. And then when you complain, they'll be like, ah, well, you can get into crypto. Yeah, that's as fake as the other kind, people. Don't dip your toe in the crypto is what I'm saying. Um, all I'm telling you is it's interesting um, about that. Zach, what do you think from the average American, homeowner, family man, or whatever else, what do you think? They're, they're, they're literally manipulating your world every day. Um, I actually think it's kind of sad, uh, to be honest, and it's difficult to think that it's going to be – uh, I don't know how to say this. It's it's going to be a good future for my future kids later on down the road and um, how uh, I'm going to be able to help them and invest in the right things. And um, anyway, it's just a kind of a sad deal. All right, Brian, they say the current annual inflation rate right now, they say, here's how they say it. The current annual inflation rate over the past 12 months, so it's like a rolling average, right? Ending in May 2021 is 4.9%. The inflation rate plays an integral part, an important role, if you will, in determining the health of an economy. 4.9 is huge because folks aren't getting raises like that that I know of. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right in it. And I would I would bet to say it's probably higher than that. I mean, usually the numbers we're getting are not, you know, they don't real you know, really reflect the whole overall programs that are going on and what, what the people are, you know, what we see. I mean, I, I think I see, you know, higher inflation. I mean, as far as gas and, and lumber and every, everything is going on, it seems it's pretty, pretty big. So I don't usually like to quote CNN because I believe they're not really very credible, but Hey, a lot of people think they are, but this headline is quite interesting. Headline says this inflation rockets, to a 13-year high, CNN, Brian. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's 
true to the fact that we're we're you know inflate. I mean, how can't we be? I mean, you, you just look at uh, you know the cost of goods, maybe food and, and 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 other things. Yet our wages aren't there. Now they try to they try to come in and say, well, well, let's let's get the minimum wage up to fifteen dollars. Is that gonna? Is that it? I don't. I don't think that's the answer. Well, as, it, I, I, as Kurt Crosby always says, just get the uh, the minimum wage up like a hundred bucks, and everybody will be just rolling in the dough. <laughs> that's right. All right, egg t- stay there, yeah. Brian. I want to keep you a little longer, okay? Okay. Yep. All right, Brian, Sam, Zach, all on your radio live from Freedom Fest. How do you like that? Freedomfest.com. If you can be here in person, do it. If you can't, the living streaming option is your best bet. Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. House Minority Leader Republican Kevin McCarthy now calls Pelosi's partisan January 6th panel a sham. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi canceled two of the five Republican lawmakers from investigating. Unless Speaker Pelosi reverses course and seats all five Republicans, we will not participate. We will run our own investigation. Pelosi in a statement said, I must reject the recommendations of Representative Banks and Jordan to the select committee. The unprecedented nature of January 6 demands this unprecedented decision, end quote. The Chinese government rejected a second phase of the World Health Organization's investigation into the origins of COVID-19. Calls into the possibility of the virus leaking from a Wuhan lab continue to grow. The Chinese foreign ministry spokesman said the government had cooperated fully with the initial investigation and refuted allegations that researchers had been denied access to any locations or data. The lab continues to do business in Wuhan, China. USA Radio News. Nothing is more important than your vote. Now, lawmakers across America are pushing for election integrity to make sure your vote really counts. All this week, Newsmax's Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith are exposing the flaws in our voting systems and how to fix them. Make sure you watch Spicer and Company tonight on Newsmax for the real truth about your vote and how Texas, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and more are in the crosshairs. Everyone is watching Newsmax. It's on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. And you can watch Newsmax on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Plus, download the free Newsmax app on your phone and start watching now. Newsmax is your trusted news source. Every night, watch great shows, starting with Spicer & Company, Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Cortez & Pellegrino, and a lot more. Go to Newsmax for real news. Watch it today. Texas is taking bids to complete the border wall. Dan Naraki explains. Last month, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced that his state would build a wall on the border with Mexico. The Texas Facilities Commission is reportedly preparing to begin to take bids for the project. Governor Abbott tells Newsmax TV that the project is advancing quickly, and it appears they'll be able to get the building done at a smaller price tag than first thought. i got to tell you, it's advancing faster than I thought it would, and there's an easy explanation for it. Uh, the first thing we do is we hire a program manager who oversees the entire project, and we have to uh, send that out for bids and things like that. But the reason why it's happening faster is because we have already received a lot of information from uh, companies and businesses that built the wall under the Trump administration or offered bids to do so. And so we're not having to invent the wheel. Uh, We're just having to apply the wheel that's already been invented. And with the land that we already have available to us, it looks like it will be costing Texas a whole lot less than it did the Trump administration. USA Radio News. 
Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Brian Russ, RussQuinnegift.com with me. I'm live in South Dakota. Rapid City, Rapid Fire Talk Radio from Rapid City, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now. But the Brian Rust is with us. RussQuinnegift.com, your constitutional currency man, if you will. Uh, so, Brian, uh, inflation is out of control. They don't want to really admit it, but it is. And inflation is taking, in my opinion, the toll two ways. One, increased in dollars. That's one. But the scarcity of things. It's hard to get now a used car um, because new cars aren't rolling off the assembly lines like they were. And so now everybody wants to get a used car because the other cars are so hard to get. But now used cars are raising in cost. So what I'm saying is inflation rears its ugly head in multiple ways is the point, sir. Yeah, I mean, in, in all aspects, that's, yeah, I mean, you, you hit it right on. I mean, I went to rent a car here for last couple of weeks ago or so you can't even get cars there's no no cars available there and their price per day is outrageous I mean, and just you just keep going on and on and on you know i mean you know 14 million people out of work uh welfare programs are growing like mad you know bonds are being puffed up, up by the federal reserve which is a joke uh, and then collapse. I mean, it's, it, 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 you can go on and we could just keep going on and on and on and talking about all that. I mean, it, it's evident. We can see it. It's not just something they talk about. And say, oh, we, it's, we're seeing the real effects. And so, yeah, and that, that affects, you know, the, the, the issue is who does that affect? Is it, is it the, is it the rich, is it, you know, the, the elitists and so on who don't care? Uh, no, I don't think it affects them at all, but it does hit the middle class. And all of a sudden their, their dollar just doesn't go as far. And, and all that. So I, I yeah, it's pathetic. And we've had a massive drought that kind of relates to this, too. I hope it doesn't turn into a uh, famine there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. But they say the crops are just literally frying in the fields. It's so hot, folks. So beware of yeah, that. Those are, and I right, to get, those are issues as well. I wanted to get your take right. on a final story, Brian, that I find fascinating. You know, you and I uh, and Kurt have talked about Mike Lindell, the My Pillow CEO founder. Uh, but he announced on right. Wednesday something quite interesting. He's offering $5 million to any cyber guys that can prove the election data fraud that he'll present at his up-and-coming cyber symposium. If you can prove it's a fraud, that he's not right, that he's telling you a lie or that it's not true, he'll give you $5 million. Wow. That's yeah. going to ruffle feathers. Lindell appeared on the War Room podcast and said that he's offering five million bucks for anybody who can prove that it doesn't prove that Donald Trump won the election. So he's saying, I can prove we won the election. If you can prove that I'm wrong, that it isn't valid data, I'll give you five million dollars. You must be signed up and attending the event to collect the prize money, by the way. Um, but uh, five million dollars to any cyber expert that can prove the voter fraud data invalid. There you have it. I found that quite interesting. That's a pretty throw down the gauntlet, isn't it? All right. I think it is. No doubt about it. I think that puts him a lot of pressure. He's probably got a target on his head, unfortunately. I hope that's not the case. But, yeah, the government yeah. doesn't like that. Anyway, I think that's kind of worthy of mention because people are wondering. Now, I also should let you know that I had kind of um, emailed um, the team with Mike Lindell and Donald Trump and everybody else about this to say, hey, can I go? And they basically wrote back and said, hey, fill out this form. And uh, we'll see if we can get you tickets. So just so you know, that has been progressing. I do have a little bit of answers and feedback on that. So that's good news, too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You heard that Ron Paul. 
You heard that Rand Paul had a big old battle with Anthony Fauci. Rand Paul calmly brings gain-of-function research conducted by Dr. Who's this guy's name? Dr. Shai is how his name, I think. At the Wuhan lab, including the NIH funding number. Fossey was shaking and yelling at Rand Paul in the hearing. Uh, he results to insults to attack Rand Paul, saying you don't have a clue. The evidence is there uh, on the manipulation of this COVID thing now. We've proven that there's gain-of-function research and American tax dollars behind it. Fauci freaking Rand Paul steady as a rock going after him. Fossey melts down, or Fauci, I'm sorry, melts down after getting shredded by Ron or Rand Paul during live hearing. Uh, Paul basically said, hey, you're lying to Congress over gain-of-function research. Pretty interesting there, too, Brian. I thought that was really good. I, you know, I, I'm I'm pleased that Rand is jumping in there, and and he does have kind of, you know, I mean, credibility. I mean, as a doctor, and all, you know, there, uh, you know, attributes in his name. I, I I just think that's awesome. I think we need more accountability in that spectrum, and that's that's what I'd like to see our our uh, you know elected officials do. I mean, as these these things are wrong and things that are happening wrong, put them on the you know make accountability. That's what, what we I think is the people want to see. So Rand Paul emailed me, and he said, today I exposed Fauci's lies. So that's kind of an interesting yep. twist to that, and I think there's truth to that. He said, dear Sam, I've had enough of the lies and obfuscations of the bureaucrats like Dr. Fauci, and today I let them know in no uncertain terms that we're not going to take it anymore. Uh, I kind of find that interesting. In his last appearance, Fauci claimed that his agency did not fund gain-of-function research for coronaviruses to the Chinese Wuhan lab. Uh, the problem is that's in contract with his emails that were released in the past several weeks showing that he's, uh, you know, lying. Yeah. Even the media was forced to admit yeah. a lot of this. So that's interesting. But now Rand Paul even taking it further, Brian. I don't know if you heard this. But uh, he says, I just exposed King Fossey for lying to the, <laughs> lying to the public. But then he goes yeah. on and talks about how he's going to file a criminal complaint now. Good. And in my yeah, opinion, that's, that's taking good. it to a new level, Ryan. Right. We need more of that. We need more of that. That's absolutely true. There should be some accountability out there for those that just want to, you know, be put in a position to lie and, and, and probably given a tremendous amount of money for that. So the headline on this says, um, let me have this available here right here. It says this, Rand Paul to send letter to the Department of Justice, the DOJ, requesting a criminal referral to Dr. Fauci. Uh, there you have it, and I, I hope we get somewhere with this. Usually Congress doesn't have any backbone, so I don't have a lot of confidence, but I do commend Rand Paul uh, for his stance, his integrity, his willingness to push and dig for the truth, and then to push for accountability, Brian. That's something we really don't see very often, and I commend him. Right, I agree. Accolades there. All right, brother. Anything else? No, I think you've hit it. You're doing a great job out there. Go yeah. enjoy the time. Yeah, Dr. Fauci lied to our faces, ladies and gentlemen. He just flat out lied and got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, to say the least. <laughs> I wonder if he'll That's go right. ahead and do time. There you go. You think he'll go to go to prison, Fauci? Probably not. I mean, you know, they. I think somehow they put these people in. I don't know. They kind of disappear, I guess, but they don't. I don't think they ever make it to prison. Well, we can only we can only hope. They, we can only pray, right? 
Well, maybe maybe their prison was that Epstein camp that kind of got shut down. Maybe that was the prison that they all these guys would get sent to if they. We could send them to Guantanamo Bay, man. Yeah, that's right. What do you think? Just send them right on over there to Guantanamo. We'll give you right. give you a, a sentence there, and and, and they give you a Cuban sandwich for your troubles. Yeah, uh, why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, Cuba, all, are they in the news right now? We want to highlight Cuba, don't we? That's right. It's, <laughs> they've been yeah. Very interesting. All right, Brian. Well, I appreciate you, brother. We're gonna let you fly because we're at hey. Red Pill and we got a lot to cover. But man, thank you so much, sir, for all you do. Hey, thank you much. Have a great time. There Thanks, you go. Sam. Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com, ladies and gentlemen. Him and his family, multi-generational, honest money folks, doing their very best to educate and to help make wise decisions for your portfolio. Uh, Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com. That's his uh, website there. It is day two of Freedom Fest. We are live. And if you can't attend in person, the streaming option is available at freedomfest.com. But uh, uh, we're live here. Uh, we're early because, you know, it's 7 a.m., right? Kind of at least a 7 a.m. hour. So people are just rolling in from breakfast and everything else. They're kicking off uh, the booths that are open all day today, all day tomorrow, half day Saturday. And uh, uh, how many booths do you think are here, Jay? Jay and I walked the booth last night a, a little bit, and we spent uh, almost an hour. And we only got, what, a quarter of the booths, Jay? Is that what you guessed? About a quarter of the booth, something like that, Jay felt like we got to. So there's a lot of sponsors here, a lot of booths, a lot of freedom-loving Americans. I don't know what the attendance numbers are, but it's probably got to be in the 5,000 kind of range or something like that. It's a huge event in Rapid City, South Dakota, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of people. There's breakout sessions left and right going on. Um, some of them are general panel sessions. Some of them are breakout separate sessions. And when we say general panel, usually it means that nobody else is uh, speaking or having an event at the same time. So it's general. Everybody goes there. Uh, when they're breakout panels, oftentimes you have, you know, five, ten speakers at the same time in different rooms. And you can look at the topics and decide kind of who you want to listen to uh, or, who you know, which event you want to go to. So that's kind of how it is. I mean, I'm just telling you, it's cool stuff. Freedomfest.com for the schedule. For the live streaming option and a whole lot more, I don't get a penny for promoting that. I'm just telling you, it's great stuff. Mark and Joanna Skousen doing a phenomenal job leading Red or leading the um, Freedom Fest event. FreedomFest.com. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman live from Red Pill Expo. And man, there's a lot going on around us. I'm telling you that right now. Quick recap of yesterday's show while we're waiting for a couple of more guests here next hour, etc. You know, we had on our co-host James Edwards, the political cesspool radio program. He covers race, politics, and hypocrisy in the 21st century, thepoliticalcesspool.org. And uh, we were, I was live from Freedom Fest, James in um, Tennessee. But uh, Sam has a great time at Mount Rushmore. Crazy Horse. They had a Legends and Light laser show. Very cool. Crazy Horse Memorial is where that's at, in case you guys want to check that out. We also talked about Dr. Pierre Corey. Recommends ivermectin, a powerful antiviral drug. You know, it's amazing. They're shutting down and suppressing all COVID treatments that seem to make sense. I don't know why, but there you have it. Uh, what happened to my body, my choice? Great question asked by Charlie Kirk. AmericanFreedomReport.com doing a great job on that. We talked about your right to be left alone. What to do when the COVID strike force teams come knocking on your door. John and uh, Nisha Whitehead uh, wrote that article. So there you have that. We also talked about the door-to-door vaccine campaigns. It starts now, sad to say. The vaccine push starts, according to the Western Journal.com. They say the, um, this is, I I don't like this, but this is what they call this thing. The doses to doors program. Doses to doors. Uh, They say is underway in Mecklenburg County, Georgia. Or no, North Carolina, sorry. Mecklenburg, North Carolina. And um, that's interesting to say the least. I think it's kind of scary if you ask my opinion. Second hour, we say it has begun. Door-to-door vaccines push hit the streets. It begins in three states, North Carolina, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Now, other states are pushing back saying, wait a minute, uh, this is out-of-control government overreach. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that reality check. It's overreach like you wouldn't believe. It's kind of government belligerence on crazy. Um, they're just unhinged. To literally run around and knock on your door and say, sir, do you want the jab? Anyway, we're trying to make a difference one listener at a time, ladies and gentlemen. All right, because when they come to your door, what are you going to do? Sam Bushman provides an interesting response at the ready. I'm going to ask them so many questions, they don't have time to ask me any questions. Uh, Because I'm going to say, if you're at my door, hey, man, you're on my property, you're at my door, I'm the one in charge around here. And you're going to listen and you're going to answer my questions. 
or y'all can take a hike. Now, if you want to listen to my questions, I got a lot of them for you, and we're just going to drill right in. It starts with, are you and your family all vaxxed? If so, I want to see proof. If not, I assume you're lying, right? Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. I want to go further than that. I want to say, I don't trust you, uh, but I want you to prove it to me because that's what you're at my door to do, right? You're at my door to encourage me to take the vaccines, to try to educate me to your way of thinking. You got the government ministry of truth rolling out and trying to educate everybody on vaccines. But I got news for them. I don't want to you know, have them do that. But I want to prove they're all vaccinated, get a copy of their vax card there now on file. And then I want to go ahead and move right into understanding if they've read the inserts with the vaccine card, uh, with the vaccine shots, the jabs. And I want to, you know, understand exactly what they've read and the dangers that they, um, you know, understand or hear about or whatever. I want to just drill in. So anyway, we talked about that quite a bit. It's kind of an interesting response uh, to the door-to-door plans that many, many counties have. Now, some counties are rejecting it, saying it's government overreach. And boy, howdy, am I one of those groups uh, that believe that. Uh, but I think it's more than overreach, though. And I don't know where the government thinks they get any authority whatsoever on this thing. But they certainly think that they have it, right? So there you have that. Uh, all right. So there's a lot going on at Freedom Fest. I, uh, they sent me every day, they send me a Freedom Fest update or whatever. And this one's called Forwarded from the Freedom Fest team. Welcome today to of Freedom Fest. And man, there's a lot going on. They lay out the whole agenda uh, about what's happening. And they basically say the booths are open. Uh, that's where we are in the, uh, what do you call it, this thing, the sponsor hall? <laughs> that's where we are. We're in the big um, room where they have all the booths and stuff like that. But they say on day two of Freedom Fest 2021, Dear Sam, yesterday was a fantastic opening day, and we're grateful to say hello to all of you in our, quote, record turnout crowd. Uh, but today is the full first full day of the largest Freedom Fest ever. Americans are sick of being locked down, ladies and gentlemen. They're done with that, right? Thank you for weathering the initial challenge of the registration lines and setting up in the exhibit hall. We thank you for your enthusiasm and your willingness to help us out with all this. If you didn't get your badge on Wednesday, or uh, yeah, roll in and we'll get your badge squared away. First thing in the morning, they say. Here's what to expect today. Here's what's going on, right? Arriving today, they ask. Come to the registration desk in the North Hall. Registration hours, 7 a.m. Oh, no, 7.30 to 4.30, I guess. And then they talk about the morning sessions that will be available at Red Pill. Remember, they say, yoga and a hiking folks meet at 7 at the Berlin Wall Memorial in the park. So if you want to go on a hike, if you want to do yoga, that's available for you. They say another first for Freedom Fest. They've got now two stages. They start out as a powerhouse single session event. Dave Smith is the MC on the main stage. Uh, I guess in the, that's the Barnard Arena or whatever. Uh, but they're featuring all kinds of speakers. Barbara Combe, Stephen Moore, Leif Skuhan, Gonzalo Short, Schwartz, hosted by Michelle McCory of Kitco. What are we talking about here? Uh, this is followed by a series of high-impact panels and speeches on important financial, geopolitical, and social issues such as energy, health care, investing in more 
living healthy, wealthy, and wise. Um, they say after our coffee break in the exhibit hall, I don't drink coffee, but I get it. We expand our main stage experience by opening main stage two as well as main stage one. Americans for Prosperity. If you perform a more visual storytelling experience, then begin your day at the Anthem Libertarian Film Festival. That's pretty neat, too. They got all kinds of interesting movies. I guess um, Joanne Skousen has put together a panel of incredible movies you can watch, um, all to do with things of major importance. Okay, Joanne has selected these movies that really put forward the view for freedom, right? That really put forward kind of an understanding of liberty, etc. Then they say, check out the Thursday agenda here. And, and there's a link in lunch options. The food court's here as well, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be open from like 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And they say there will be several food trucks outside the east entrance near the Holiday Inn from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. as well. Or venture downtown for some of the local foodie stuff there. They call it local eateries. Um, but I find it fascinating how they uh, have food trucks outside. I love food trucks. You get such unique, different choices for eating. It's great. They say stop by booth 811 and RSVP for uh, the luncheon. It's a trillion-dollar physical money problem. I hear that. <laughs> they say value and security in the Wild West with Adam Trexler. That's going to be a go-to event. you got to check that out. That's pretty cool. They say get a jump on breakfast tomorrow by stopping by ECI Development, etc. Then they go to the afternoon sessions, which I find interesting as well. The schedule is brimming with, quote, not to be missed, sections from our sponsors and favorite speakers. The base panels on education, sex work, socialism, offshore citizenship, gold ownership, money, politics, and a whole lot more. All the breakout rooms in the main stages will be open and up and running. They say check out the Thursday agenda here. Evening sessions I find fascinating as well. Look forward to some terrific speakers, some new to the Freedom Fest stage, such as Naomi Wolf, Cindy Circumtella, or Circwatella, I guess is how you say it, Ian Hersey, Ali, and some favorites, Larry Elder, Jennifer Grossman, Connor Boyack. The general session, they say, will start at 4 p.m., and we'll end at 6, just in time to head into downtown for dinner and take advantage of the social life and the social events going on there. Have a wonderful day at Freedom Fest 2021. In Liberty, Valerie, Valerie Durham, conference director. Anyway, just great stuff. Okay, I think these people are doing a bang-up job at this event. It's a lot of work. It's huge. Uh, but it's very, very cool indeed. All right, I am live from Freedom Fest, if you just tuned in. And uh, if you can't intend, attend in person, then you can attend on with the streaming option. Please consider and do that as well. So anyway, as I was mentioning, we've only got through about a quarter of the booths. you got all kinds of people here. The, 
the uh, Mises Institute. You got uh, people on money, people on all kinds of investment companies, companies that'll help your business grow. Social media people, radio talk show hosts, people doing people are walking around the uh, event or the venue, if you will, uh, helping people uh, do videos and and uh, interviews and stuff like that. In fact, yesterday it was so um, pumping that it was hard to do interviews. It was so loud. So people stepped out into the hall, found a uh, you know just a, a blank wall where they got a good kind of background, and they just started doing interviews that way. Richard Max here with his booth. He's in booth, I think it's 801, uh, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association booth where there's a bunch of books, and you can talk to Mac, and we've got a bunch of sheriffs here too, by the way. you got Sheriff uh, Darleaf, Michigan. you got a couple of sheriffs from Texas. Um. Scott Williams is one of them. Um, you got uh, Bob Songer, another sheriff. You've got Brad Rogers, former sheriff of Elkhart County, Indiana. Uh, and he does a great job. He'll be the moderator for our Friday panel. Uh, so check it out if you want to learn more about the CSPOA and about what we're doing here at the conference. Friday is our day. We've got three breakout sessions and a dinner. So Friday's kind of our big day, if you will. But there's a lot. I'm telling you, a lot of stuff going on at Red Pill. Uh, everybody's eating and having a great time. I want to find somebody that can take up Mike Lindell's offer and, you know, try to prove that he doesn't have the goods on the thugs who committed vote fraud and see if we can't uh, get to the bottom of that. Because, man, somebody could win $5 bucks, or or they might just, um, what, fail? <laughs> Probably, right? All right, hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I'm Sam Bushman, live from FreedomFest.com in Rapid City, South Dakota. And I'm telling you right now, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Roads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting talk continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July the twenty-second in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-one. Our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We reject revolution, but we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We're convinced we can use the checks and balances our founding fathers fought so hard to give us to restore the republic. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're all about. We need your help everywhere, all the time, 24-7. We need to stand for the sacred cause of liberty. The supreme law of the land is our blueprint, the Constitution for the United States of America. And wow, have we got a lot of work ahead of us. 
to say the least, don't we? We are live indeed, ladies and gentlemen, from Freedom Fest. It is day two. If you can't attend in person, freedomfest.com is where you can go for the live streaming option. If you can uh, attend, we'd love to see you. We're at booth at what, M8? Is that the right booth, folks? M8, because we're on Media Row, live on your radio. We have a guest with us, Brianna Sagal, or Sagal, is that how you say it? Sackdoll, yeah. Sackdoll. All right, welcome, Brianna. How are you? Thank you so much, Sam. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, now, Brianna lives in Oregon. Actually, nope. I'm a political refugee from the state of Oregon. Um, my family recently just moved here to South Dakota. <coughs> wow. All right. So you move here uh, to take advantage of the, one of the states that has a little bit of freedom left. Is that what you're saying? That's absolutely right. I've been a journalist, um, policy guru. I ran for office, and then I turned to reporting the atrocities that were coming out of the <laughs> Salem legislature. And, um, you know, as we really watched and, and read policy as it was coming out, decided it was time to pack up and skedaddle. <laughs> uh, I totally get it. Um, you didn't want to live in, what was that city called in Oregon? Oh, uh, Portland. You didn't want to live in Chaz? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I joke a little bit. I remember the city. I'm just kind of saying, what was that city? Chaz? It right. kind of appeared and disappeared and what, still half exists? Is that kind of how it is? Uh, so, uh, yeah, the autonomous zone, I think, was actually out of uh, Seattle. but Oh, that was it, in Washington. Por- Portland yeah. never disappeared. That's the difference. So <laughs> Portland just wow. permanently occupied, and now they're calling it a homelessness crisis, but it's really Antifa just camping out on the streets. Wow. <laughs> All right, so you're a journalist. You're also a government strategist. Uh, you're with KL or KSL. KSLM. Yeah. Right? Yep. KSLM. Yep. And their AMFM dial, terrestrial radio, if you will. That's right. Uh, with actually some quite hard hitting talk hosts and news, right? Yeah, that's right. We just uh, brought on Dan Bongino and uh, Char- Charlie Kirk, and uh, we've got syndications across the uh, country right now. So, yeah, we're um, doing what we can to, to help educate the masses. So you're still going to stay with the Oregon Station even though you moved to South Dakota, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm still reporting. I'm still um, uh, getting facts out to the people in the state of Oregon, especially, you know, following the upcoming election. And um, I just started writing for a small local newspaper in uh, my new home home uh, town of Madison. And it's really cute. I get to report on uh, simple community news like flowers and uh you know, goings on. Yeah, with, <laughs> without the scandals, it's kind of like what we'd like to do, just have a nice, enjoyable life, right? I got to tell you, it's, uh, it's a nice break, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so are you traveling and, and uh, doing in-depth journalism then, digging in? That's exactly right, yeah. So, you know, I would love to go more where, where the action is. Uh, I'm a mom, and I'm a wife first and foremost. Good for you. Absolutely, yes, sir. And um, so that obviously takes precedence in my life, and... Um, uh, but I get to, you know, I have an amazing supportive husband and I get to travel and, um, uh, you know, he takes care of the horses and the home front and well, and the kids. There you go. How many kids do you have? We have two. How and, old are they? um, yeah, they're six and, uh, almost two. All right. So the little tykes are missing their mom a little bit, but you know, we understand you got to kind of keep all things hopping these days, right? That's right. Yeah. So tell me about the reporting then. Have you had dangerous experiences? You know, <laughs> I think, uh, no, I, I haven't been in the the heat of Antifa and whatnot. Um, I think the most dangerous run-in that I've had is, uh, you know, the excessive force from Capitol Police when um, 
patriots have gone to the Capitol. You know, in, in the state of Oregon, uh, Kate Brown has locked down the Capitol, which, you know, California hasn't even done. Yeah, and, I don't understand why, but okay. Yeah. So, you know, apparently COVID um, is so dangerous that we can go, you know, to Walmart and uh, sit down at Applebee's. What are you talking about? 99.5% of the people get COVID and it doesn't even really cause any problems hardly at all. I I know. It's amazing. It's actually 99.8% survivability rate in the state of Oregon. That You know, I I think, honestly, the Democrats in, in Oregon are more afraid of the people than the virus, but... We'll, we'll pretend to go along with their game, right? So, yeah, I'd say the, the scariest thing that I've ever witnessed is the excessive uh, force to patriots, which I had never, you know, I'd never seen that amount of force used on Antifa, that's for sure. That's because they're domestic terrorists, these patriots. That's right. Running around I heard. talking about the Constitution, God, family, and country. How dare they? I know. And inherent rights versus civil civil rights. I mean, I think that's probably the scariest thing right there. God-given, inalienable kind, that kind of... Exactly. Yeah. No, you know, man gives us our rights. Government gives us our rights. And we just need to, you know, go along, keep our heads Uh down. Yeah. (laughs) Just uh, go ahead. And if you need to be reeducated, we'll put you in the uh, what is it? The the reeducation system. Right. I think Hillary Clinton called it reeducation camps or whatever she called it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. There you have it. So. As you've reported and, and taken on issues, what are the hottest topics for you right now? For me, it's like uh, Biden trying to take our guns, trying to lock us down with masks and force vaccines coming door to door and, um, you know, that kind of stuff. The climate change, they're going to use all these things to just back us into a corner. It's um, Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I'd say it's kind of a trifecta. Um, I would say that, you know, climate change is absolutely, absolutely being used on a policy level to uh, replace our economic our, our current economic system. I would say that um, e- the forced vaccine mandates are being used to usurp our constitutional rights. And I'd say that um, social justice is uh, being used really to uh, bypass our constitutional rights and replace, like we just talked about, you know, inherent rights with civil rights. So we have this trifecta unfolding. And I think people really need to be aware of the policies that are both laid out and that are being passed on a consistent basis. It's interesting, again, the dynamics in the state of Oregon. We have a what's what's called, you know, a Democratic supermajority. So um, it's the opposite of Texas, where in Oregon, you know, we can't get any policy passed at all. We can't, you know, stand up to any of the policy. And so we've had Republicans who have had to walk out and flee and hide. Um, as opposed to what Democrats are doing right now. Only Republicans had a really good uh, reason to walk out. <laughs> you know, it's hard to even know what to focus on. And I think they're doing that on purpose. What do they say? Just to overload, just overwhelm the system? Isn't that the Solinsky kind of idea? Absolutely. But then, you know, you have to take into account Hill & Knowlton, for example, is the PR firm that was used to uh, hide tobacco deaths. And, you know, essentially what Hill stated was why hide or run from science why don't we just hijack it why don't we just take it over and so that's exactly the tactics that they have uh been using this entire um pandemic and uh you know recently the biden administration had hired hill and knowlton just like the world health organization hired hill and knowlton and so what's happened is you know science is for sale and they have hijacked the narrative they're paying journalists to uh, pump out 
propaganda pieces. Um, you know, and, and at the same time, they're hiding things like the difference between the absolute risk reduction, which is point. 0.7% for Pfizer BioNTech, 1.1% for Moderna. And, uh, you know, and they're, they're shrouding it in secrecy, saying that it's 95% effective, which is actually only the relative risk reduction. And as you were just pointing out, when we have a 99.8% survivability rate, uh, the relative risk reduction really doesn't mean anything. Well, and then Dr. Pierre Corey and others say we could use ivermectin, and that becomes even tiny compared to even that. Right. And ivermectin has been, what, 50 years plus around, stable as a rock, tested till the cows come home, inexpensive as all get out and more. But they won't even talk about it. He was a rock star until he took that on. Now he supposedly has no credibility, right? Right. Yeah. I was actually quite shocked when social media uh, giants moved to censor a Senate hearing. And you have to think about that. Social media is censoring. Yeah, you censor the president. You censor right. uh, hearings in Congress. You just shut everybody down you don't agree with, right? That's and absolutely And the question is, right. where do these thugs get their authority for this kind of stuff? It's out of control. It's unprecedented. And you and I have got to stand up and stop it. Yep, that's right, Sam. And I'm so grateful for you, and I'm grateful for the interview. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate your time. <sighs> Brianna, how do you follow you? How do you keep an eye on what you're doing? It's a really good question. You know, I'm always so busy behind the scenes. I'm, I'm really putting, putting myself out there. I, I like to report the truth, and I like to support as many patriots as I possibly can. So, you know, I'm on Facebook, and uh, I dabble with Twitter and a little bit on uh, um, LinkedIn. But, um, you know, I'm not really an out-in-front kind of person. But if you have a great story, make sure and send it to me. I'm happy to write about it. I'm a writer. I'm not a uh, front person, if you will. All right, and what's the uh, website for the radio stations? Uh, you can find us at klsm.com. Love it. All right. Appreciate you. Great. Got last question. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the uh, Freedom Fest? This is amazing. Is this it all is right? really, yeah, this worth is your time? Really awesome. Absolutely worth my time. As a journalist, give me the one line inside report. <laughs> can you do that? Uh, well, it's a really good place to network. How about that? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a great place to network. Yeah. Rock stars for liberty everywhere. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Appreciate all of them, including you. Thank you. And I appreciate you. There she goes. Brianna, ladies and gentlemen, journalist, mother. Well, she's a mother. Then she's a journalist, right? Let me get this straight. She's got her priorities straight. That is the point, right? Uh, she's a government strategist. No wonder she has no time left, right? Could you imagine being a government strategist? Wow. I never want to be one of those. I'm telling you right now. All right. Freedom Fest. I'm live. This is Liberty Roundtable on your favorite news the networks refuse to use talk station you know where the solution can be found mr president in churches in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world more babies will mean forward-looking adults the sort we need to tackle long-term large-scale problems american babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier better educated and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids.
The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, live from Freedom Fest, William Jasper. Bill Jasper with me, well-known journalist and senior editor at The New American Magazine, thenewamerican.com, one of my favorite magazines. They've been around for a long time. Their reporting is stellar. And you guys do such great research, you don't even have to retract, huh, Bill? That's right. Well, that's what we try to give to all our readers. And I think that's imp- your record over the years have been impressive. Uh, you know, a lot of journalists kind of melt down and get caught. And, oh, man, you guys have such stellar reporting that retractions just really don't happen. Well, uh, I've been with the magazine from the beginning. The New American Magazine has been around for now over 40 years, and it came out of actually the combination of two magazines, which I had written for previously, and that was the Review of the News, which is a weekly news magazine, and American Opinion, which was a more in-depth journal. And we combined those uh, back in the 1980s to uh, uh, create the New American Magazine, uh, which is uh, published by the John Burt Society. And uh, so we have been familiar with what people are referring to now as the cancel culture for many decades. We've been dealing with that for a long time. I think that's critical to kind of focus on and understand that, you know what, there's a lot of stuff going on in the cancel culture. And that's really, I mean, the the broader context of this is they just, they want to destroy America, don't they? They just know they can't get their global agenda without it. It's it's an all-out war against God, family, country, against everything that is sacred, everything that we hold holy, so that you see nothing is uh, out of uh, out of uh, target for them. They're going after everything, after after marriage, after the family, after parental rights, after property rights, uh, taking down all of our uh, images, uh, replacing them, just as we saw in communist China during the Cultural Revolution, where they tore down all of the statues of uh, all of the previous uh, people who had been held in esteem against Confucius, against... Uh, Buddha, anything else, they had to replace it with their communist religion. And that's what we're seeing right now. And many Americans, millions of Americans, are now realizing, particularly after the last four years where the intensification really was was crazy against President Trump, and not only against him, but against his family, against all 
Those Anybody associated by association, right? And then everybody else. I mean, they started coming after all the, the statues of all the uh, patriots of the past, had to tear them down, of Christopher Columbus, of Father Unipero Serra, of uh, General Lee and Jackson, anybody, George Washington. So we're seeing this attack on culture throughout the whole culture and the attempt to replace it then with the new icons. And so I've pointed out a number of times in Seattle, if you want to see how, how far this is going, you go to Seattle, they have a 16-foot tall statue of Lenin uh, right there in the, in the public square. Uh, that's fine. They can, they can do that, but they can't allow the Christian cross. They can't allow uh, any sacred images. All of that has to be destroyed. People are realizing that we are really facing a communist revolution here. And what it really is, I know a lot of people believe it's well coming for the straits or coming for the people that are one man, one woman marriages or the family or this and that. And I think those are certainly attacks, no question. But really, um, communism is a godless institution. And what it really is, is those who believe in God versus those who don't. They're really coming for the Christians. Uh, that's their end game, isn't it? Well, very definitely. Uh, the Christians are the number one target and Christianity itself, because if Karl Marx from the very beginning, and here, here you have uh, people uh, like uh, Patrice Coulours, who is the founder, one of the three founders of Black Lives Matter. She, you know, she came out, and everyone knows now, she came out on video saying, we're trained Marxists. But Karl Marx was not an atheist, as is commonly believed. He was an anti-theist. He was anti-God. He wrote poems Against so an God. atheist is just somebody who doesn't believe, believe in God, God. or realizes the existence. This guy was anti-God. Right. He, he actually associated himself with Satan. He wrote poems to Lucifer. Uh, so we, we, know, we know from the way, way that the communists operate all over the world that they are very demonic in this unnatural uh, obsession with attacking everything Christian, everything godly. Now, I love that you highlight that theme because the John Birch Society and others really uh, kind of cut their teeth on standing up against the godless communist agenda. Uh, they got really slaughtered in the media and by mainstream government and everything else for it. Uh, but what I commend the John Birch Society for most is, you know what, they stood strong. They took the hits. They remained standing. They remained true to their cause, true to their faith, true to their God, family, and country is what I would say. And I really think that's commendable, even with all the abuse they took. They remain one of the quintessential leaders in the freedom movement as a result. Well, and, and I th thank you. And, and what really uh, is obvious to anyone who, who looks at the history is to see that what Americans are, are facing right now when they stand up against the socialist, Marxist, communist uh, onslaught is what, what happens. They're accused of being racist, they're accused of being homophobes, they're accused of being hateful. Well, that's exactly what they leveled at the John Birch Society. And it wasn't because we were any of those things, of course. We uh, believed in constitutional uh, limited government again, uh, for free enterprise against communism, fascism, socialism, all of the totalitarianisms and all of the creeping socialism to uh, potential totalitarianism that always that always leads to that and uh, not only that but uh, the John Birch Society had been in the lead of exposing and opposing the Ku Klux Klan the American Nazi Party and for all good reason 
Yes. <laughs> and uh, we, so, but we were, we were smeared in the media as being Ku Klux Klan neo-Nazis. In fact, just last week, the Washington Post dredged that up again and claimed that we were the early manifestation of the Nazi party, you know. So we've been undergoing In the USA, that. basically. Yes, right? yes, here in the, here in the U.S. So, uh, you know, uh, but but now that has lost a lot of its... Yeah, because when everybody's a racist, pretty soon it's like, well, whatever. Right, the smear kind of loses, and, and not only that, but everybody else who gets smeared goes, hey, wait a second, they're calling me, uh, they're calling Dr... Uh, uh, all, all these uh, uh, Christian evangelists and one of the calling them racists and homophobes. Yeah, James Dobson and focused James on the families of yeah. racists. Come on now. Yeah. It just loses its mojo. Yeah. Well, you know, all, uh, all Christians know that uh, all of us are part of the human race. Uh, Jesus Christ died to redeem all of our souls. And so, Those of us who are willing, I agree. That's right. So uh, all of us are really created in the image and likeness of God, the Imago Dei. So uh, we can't be Christians and really be racists or uh, have any kind of uh, uh, animosity toward anyone uh, because of those incidental features of God's creation. Well, and when you say, who is your neighbor, love one another, they don't say, except for, unless. Yes. Okay, it's, it's, it's all-inclusive. I like to say it like this, we're all God's children, when are we going to act like it? Yes. Uh, well, and, and that's our uh, that's why the motto of the John Burt Society is less government, more responsibility and with God's help, a better world. Uh, we believe that uh, that we have to take individual responsibility for our lives. We have to take individual responsibility for our community. We have to take individual responsibility because God will hold us accountable for helping take care of our neighbor. We don't rely upon government to do that. And government is supposed to be restricted to those issues in which it uh, is supposed to be protecting the rights of, of the citizens. And uh, unfortunately, for the last s several decades, uh, we've been seeing a, a drift toward, particularly in the, uh, the products of the, of the government schools, uh, people believing now that the uh, government's supposed to take care of us at all levels, at all stages, at all ages. And uh, when government does that, uh, when government can give you everything you want, it can take everything you have. Well, and it's kind of instructive to understand that we the people give our consent and they derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. That's a very, very narrowly scoped and documented in the supreme law of the land with divisions of power on purpose. When they exceed that, they become rogue. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why at the New American Magazine, we cover uh, all, uh, the whole waterfront on what's happening in the world today and here in the United States on ed education, on culture, on politics, on uh, globally at the United Nations. I've been a correspondent at the United Nations for over 30 years. And um, I'm not well liked at the United Nations, but that's okay. The uh, animosity is mutual. Uh, it's a dictator's club, and I'm not uh, there to glorify them as the rest of the media is. All right, you got a couple more minutes for me? Sure. All right, stay there. Quick pause, couple more minutes, ladies and gentlemen, with Bill Jasper, William F. Jasper. He's an American journalist, an author. He's senior editor, thenewamerican.com. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live.
Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. House Republicans walked away from the House committee that's investigating January 6th. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi vetoed two of the five Republicans. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy had tapped for the panel. Pelosi has broken this institution, denying the voice of members who have served in the military. Wyoming's Liz Cheney, the only Republican on the panel, agreed with Pelosi's decision. Oregon forest officials reported Wednesday the destructive Oregon bootleg fire that ranks as the largest among dozens raging across the western United States was ignited by lightning but smoldered for days before it was detected. Strike teams are taking advantage of calmer winds, cooler temperatures, and slightly higher humidity over the past few days to extend containment lines around the fire. The Tokyo Olympic Organizing Committee has fired the director of the opening ceremony on Thursday because of a Holocaust joke he made during a comedy show in 1998. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Allen Root from my great friends at Freedom Fest. Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota? Well, here's your opportunity. This July 21st through 24th, thousands of liberty lovers are headed to South Dakota for the greatest libertarian show on earth. Freedom Fest, this time held at the Rushmore Civic Center in Rapid City, South Dakota, with a record-setting crowd. Here's your chance to make new friends and meet the country's top political and business leaders, authors, and filmmakers in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Some of the star speakers this year, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, Dr. Drew, Larry Elder, U.S. Senator Mike Lee, U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis, the CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey, Steve Moore, John Fun, Grover Norquist, Tom Woods, and the infamous pandemic mock trial. Go to FreedomFest.com. Use promo code WAR50 to get $50 off the registration fee. That's FreedomFest.com with promo code WAR50. Fly there, drive there, bike there, RV there, be there. Freedom Fest in South Dakota. Get your tickets now at FreedomFest.com. More athletes at the Tokyo Olympics test positive for COVID-19. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. As competition gets underway at the Tokyo Olympics, there have been a rising number of positive COVID tests. Since July 1st, 75 people connected to the Games have tested positive, with several athletes having their Olympic experience ended by the virus. The most recent American Beach volleyball player Taylor Crabb being forced out of the competition by a positive test. Cases in Tokyo have hit a six-month high, and the entire city is under a state of emergency until after the Games. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau. I'm Dan Naraki. With an Afghanistan withdrawal update, Tim Berg has more. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says the final withdrawal of U.S. forces from Afghanistan is on track for completion by the end of next month. The president has made a decision that we're going to get it done, and we're going to get it done right. Austin adding that your tax dollars will continue to support Afghan security forces. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Talk at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. We are live at freedomfest.com. If you can join us in person, we'd love to see you at our booth. M8 is the... LovingLiberty.net booth. LovingLiberty.net, ladies and gentlemen. Spread the word. Tell the tale of liberty, would you please? And we're talking to William F. Jasper, an American journalist, an author, senior editor of the New American Magazine, thenewamerican.com, to learn more. And I wanted to just keep him on for a couple of extra minutes to drill in a little bit to some of the stories that he's working on. 
I see Tough Talk, Warm Embrace, Biden, Wall Street, and China. That's a mouthful, sir. Uh, we've been covering China uh, from the very beginning. The John Birch Society was actually founded by Robert Welch after he had found out about uh, Captain John Birch, one of the hero, great heroes of World War II, being killed by the communist Chinese right at the last at the last days of World War II. And so his death had been covered up by those in our government at that time who were trying to build China into a communist dictatorship. And they succeeded four years later in 1949 in doing that. And so uh, the John Birch Society has been uh, exposing those in our government who have been helping build communism around the world uh, for the last uh, 50 years, 70 years. And in uh, Joe Biden, we have now really a open pro-Beijing compromised president in the White House or alleged president, if you believe that he was uh, not really elected, and I, I believe that the election was stolen. Uh, and what we and what we see here with Biden is that he and many of his Wall Street colleagues who supported him, uh, the Democrat Party has uh, built itself up in the last uh, several decades on the lie that it is for the little people and that it is against Wall Street. But all the big Wall Street money from Chase Manhattan, J.P. Uh, Morgan, uh, uh, Citibank, all of the big uh, uh, Blackstone, BlackRock money went to the Democrats uh, and has been for the last uh, several presidential cycles. And all of them are in bed with communist China, with Beijing. So we see that uh, BlackRock, Blackstone, Carlyle Group, HSBC, all of these big Wall Street banks and financial firms are firmly in bed with communist China. They're pushing, all, as is big tech, uh, Microsoft, Bill Gates was inducted into the uh, communist Chinese uh, Academy of Sciences. He's a good comrade. Uh, yes. I mean, so here you have the wealthiest billionaires in the world, all uh, chummy comrades with Xi Jinping and the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And this is what many Americans are beginning to realize. It's almost country suicidal in that realm, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. Uh, but many of these people do not even consider themselves to be Americans anymore. They're global citizens. Uh, George Soros received the Global Citizen Award. Uh, Stephen Schwartzman, uh, the uh, CEO of Blackstone, one of the wow. wealthiest What's billionaires. What's that guy's name? Stephen Schwartzman. Uh, he has... Uh, he has set up in Beijing uh, Schwarzman University at Tsinghua uh, uh, University in China. And he has the Schwarzman Scholars Fund. And here he is. Blackstone is one of the biggest uh, uh, financial firms in the world, investment firms. And uh, he has all these deals going with China, as does um, just recently I did a story on uh, John L. Thornton. He is a former Goldman Sachs CEO who is now the head of Barrick Gold, the largest gold uh, mining and pro uh, producing country, uh, company in the world. He set up all these new deals with uh, communist China. 
uh, he loves them, goes over there and, and uh, meets with all of them. So we have going here what I've referred to as the Orwellian pigmen. In uh, George Orwell's Animal Farm, the last scene, you see the, the animals, the pigs, and the uh, men getting together, their former enemies. Uh, they get, they're getting together in the house. They're having a great big party. And uh, all the other animals uh, creep up to the window, and they look in there, and they see all these men and pigs around the table, and they look back and <laughs> forth at each other, and they pretty soon they can't tell the men from the pigs. They've all morphed into each other. And that's what we see happening with regard to the top Chinese communist leaders and the big business leaders here in the United States and, and in Europe. It's hard to determine friend or foe. Tell me how Hunter Biden and Joe Biden kind of fit into this, too, because that's a scandal that's only the tip of the iceberg, right? Well, yes, and it's very interesting that uh, and revealing that for four years we were hit with this, this Trump-Russia conspiracy collusion that was going on and on. And uh, all of the major media relentlessly pounded that. And yet here, and that turned out to be all totally false. They came up with zero, with zilch on that. But here we have the evidence of Hunter Biden's dealings with communist China, uh, the big payouts, not only from China, but from Ukraine. And Joe Biden, the evidence is overwhelming that he knew all about it and was in on this. So. Uh, we have not, not only was he in on it uh, and we knew about it, but he even bragged about money associated with it, too. Right. Absolutely. This isn't, so, this isn't a maybe. This isn't a we think this. They think that this is a blatantly publicly admitted money trail. Right. And so there's if there is one thing overall that Donald Trump did for America and the world was to not only reveal by the way in which he was attacked, uh, the the fake news media, but when he made that famous statement and then reiterated it, that the New York Times, the CNN, the ABC, NBC, are fake news and are the enemy of the American people. It's really true. Uh, what we have seen happening and what we currently see happening around the world and here in the United States, whether it's with COVID, whether it's with the Black Lives Matter and the riots that are destroying the country, uh, or all of the other attacks, the drag queen story hour or whatnot, that would not be happening without the conspiracy, the collusion of the media. Amen to that. Do you think that we can create accountability here? Do you think there's enough of us now? More Americans are waking up. I've been at this for 25 years on the radio, longer as a patriot. Um, you've been at it for 40 plus years. You know what? In the past, we haven't had the mojo. We haven't had the wherewithal or greater numbers to call a halt to their con game. Do you think we're getting there? Oh, we definitely are. And that's why they're so desperately trying to stop us. That's why they're trying to cancel us everywhere uh, on all the big platforms, why they're trying to uh, demonetize and demonize uh, everyone. So, I mean, their, their desperation and their, their willingness to come out in the open more and more on this is showing that we're forcing their hand. And... Uh, you know, we, we just have to pour it on. Americans have to realize that, hey, it's time to stop messing around. We're, we're in our, our final hour. If we're going to save this country, save this civilization, if we're going to uh, save liberty for our posterity, for our children, grandchildren, we better get in the fight with everything we have. And I think more and more Americans are doing that. 
They are. They're finding ways to get involved. They're helping fund what we do. People are subscribing to the New American uh, magazine. Help people understand before I let you fly, Bill. Uh, what's the difference between the New American and the John Birch Society? John Birch Society is a creator of the New American? Yes. The John Birch Society is an educational patriotic organization. We And the Birch Society has actual chapters that meet uh, every month. Some of them meet every week. They actually have projects. They work locally on local events. We concentrate our efforts on national legislation, stopping bad legislation, uh, 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 promoting good legislation. And each chapter freely rose to do that at the, at the guidance of the meetings and the leaders and those right, who are involved. Right, right. And then the New American Magazine is our actual news uh, and analysis uh, weapon that's out there to give people the sort of truth. And uh, so we have a really good uh, bunch of uh, writers and, and researchers and reporters. I'm sure you've had uh, Alex Newman, my co-senior editor, on the on the program. Yeah, of course, several times. He's I was excellent. With him last week at Red or last month at Red Pill, uh, yes. and we, he interviewed me on his uh, video uh, feed for New American as well. Right. So, uh, you know, we've been uh, punching punching away for uh, for a lot of years, and. Uh, for me, it's it's pretty exciting to see what's happening now because uh, the awakening is is very significant. And they're trying to take down the New American like they did in the early 60s, ladies and gentlemen. But the New American stands tall. Uh, the John Birch Society stands tall. And I say the New American, even though it came out later than that, it's a merging of uh, some historical uh, realities of newsmaking and news reporting before that as well. So really important news source, ladies and gentlemen, William Jasper. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure, Sam. TheNewAmerican.com is the website, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, get your copy today. You can share it with your friends. They document their sources till the cows come home. Most of the media retracts, and The New American just stands up and goes, told you so, and they deserve it. TheNewAmerican.com. Bill Jasper, everybody. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 real buckaroo calendar order online from rangemagazine.com loving liberty network salutes the spirit of the american west at rangemagazine.com well my mom smokes and my dad smokes and i saw them smoking so i tried it they're telling me not to smoke but they smoke themselves when it comes to smoking are you sending mixed signals but when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach the parents need to be a good example smoking if you think you're old enough to start you're smart enough to stop a public service message from this station and the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints yeah, this is David in Engineering. This is your wife in Suburbia. Oh, hi, hon. What's up? How's the robot coming? Well, it doesn't exactly respond to requests mm. yet, but I'm... Well, I know how frustrating that can be. You do? Uh-huh. I'm still waiting for my romantic lunch date. Oh, yeah. David. Well, I must not have enough memory uh, allocated. Uh-huh. Sorry. You know, your son said mama today. Really? Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to have that sound chip changed to data. Well, you could reprogram it yourself, you know. I know. Hey, why don't we do it over lunch today? Oh, you really are brilliant. Thanks. You want me to bring the robot? David. He can order pasta in 11 languages. Only if he pays for his own lunch. Okay. Oh, don't forget to bring Chip. Uh, I still wish we hadn't named him that. Well, why? It beats general default. Oh. Family. 
isn't it about time? Do you know that a baby processes information three times faster than an adult? An adult what? Engineer. Engineer. Funny, funny. I'll see you soon. I can't wait. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Two journalists right in a row, man. They're telling the tale of liberty like never before. People are standing up and getting involved and making a difference. That's just incredible to watch. And I'm grateful to be surrounded by such incredible people that take their liberty so serious because this is a serious matter indeed and uh freedomfest.com taking their liberties seriously uh as well there's an interesting uh, article that i just got james edwards sent it to me and i've been trying to read it on the breaks because it's just riveting it says constitutional sheriff wayne ivy says he's a patriot others see something more menacing researchers see rise of the constitutional sheriffs as a threat to democracy, lawmen say they are defenders. Alexander Marazio or whatever it is. Uh, Anyway, this is a serious article. Um, I got it from Florida Today is where it is. And I, I guess it's a, what is Florida Today? Kind of an outgrowth of uh, USA Today or something? Anyway, very interesting article. And what they do is they talk about Wayne Ivey and they tell you how uh, bad Ivey is. Wayne Ivey is just a bad guy, they say. And they say he's one of at least five sheriffs with overt ties to the constitutional sheriff's movement. Overt ties? As if that's something. Okay, they're just dishonest, folks, in their wording. They wordsmith this in a dishonest way. It just makes you livid. Because they're so dishonest, so immoral, so blatantly lying. They say most constitutional sheriffs formally disavow racism. That's true. But then they say use Rosa Parks' essential talking point. And then they go on and talk about Ivy more. And they say uh, that really these lawmen are just basically criminals in elected clothing. Okay, this is just a shame. All right, let's get Richard Mack mic'd up here real quick. we got to cover this thing. So I just got an article that just broke, Sheriff Mack, about you, about constitutional sheriffs all across the country, and it is a takeout piece like you've never seen. They like me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a takeout piece like you wouldn't believe. Who, Who did it? Uh, I don't know. I see it on Florida Today, so I'm working on kind of that. I've got the author's name and all that kind of stuff. Florida it, Today? Yeah. Okay. It's fresh. I just barely got the article, so I'm trying to dig through it on my breaks. But they say Ivy is one of at least four, five Florida sheriffs with overt ties to the constitutional sheriff's movement. And then they say, according to experts that follow the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association. Yeah. And they say, here's the notion, and I want you to respond directly to this, because this is the key to the article. Sheriffs like you have the notion that you're above the courts, above the President of the United States, and above all other authorities, interpreting the meaning of the Constitution. 
and that you stand above anyone else as a godlike figure. They don't say a godlike figure, hmm. but they basically highlight that you think that you're not subject to anybody as a sheriff. Sheriffs are the, quote, ultimate authority on what is and what is not constitutional, allowing them to interpret and implement only the laws they see fit. Your response, sir. Okay, let's, <clears throat> let's take that the other way. It, te- it would seem to me that they are supporting any type of tyranny, oppressive government, abusive government, and saying that government can do whatever the hell it pleases whenever it wants, and that nobody can say anything about it. Isn't that the alternative with what they're really saying? Yes, it is. They might not realize that the sheriff has no power in that statement as well. well yeah, exactly. No authority. And, and I will tell you this. I, I, don't, I have never seen anything where the president of the United States can tell a sheriff what to do in his job. I, I don't see that anywhere. I don't see where the president has the authority. And for them to say that the sheriff believes he's above the president, that's almost a, a, a non-issue. Well, let me tell you why it's a false argument, a deceptive, satanic false argument. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Uh, as far as I understand, the Declaration of Independence says government derives its just powers from the consent of the government. That's we people. We the people. Correct. And the document called the Constitution for the United States of America lays out that we have jurisdictionally given different responsibilities to different people. Yeah. So, in other words, I give some responsibility to the state of which I live. I give some responsibility to the general government uh, that ties us together. As your Antonin Scalia Supreme Court win, the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered in American history highlights they are dual sovereigns. Right. All right. Now, if that's true uh, and you work for a county because you're elected by we the people, we have delegated authority to you as a sheriff. And then we've delegated authority to the president of the United States. But the authority you guys have derived from our consent uh, is not one above the other or one on top of the other. In fact, they're jurisdictional differences intentionally right. so. So how is it a battle between you and the president in the first place? The it's answer not. is it's not. It's not. And, so they and, lie. And, and, you know, I have lots of answers uh, to tell that uh, reporter, who I don't believe ever talked to me. Uh, but the main one is this. Every single official... The you, members of the United States Supreme Court, the president, all the congressmen and senators, the sheriffs, the governors, the city councils, county commissioners, patrol officers, every single one of us swore an oath in God's name that we would uphold, defend, protect, and preserve the United States Constitution. If those in other traffic lanes, i.e. the judicial branch or the legislative branch, do not keep their word. This article is saying I have to go along. And I am saying that we do not and that liberty comes first and that my job is to promote, defend, and preserve liberty. And yes, if that means going above other people or around them, because they're not above me, I'll go around them, then yes, we absolutely train to do that. So let me give the highlight quintessential point. Bill Clinton said, Sheriff Mack, you will carry out the Brady Bill. And Sheriff Richard Mack, as a current sitting sheriff, said, no, I will not. 
And Bill Clinton said, I'm going to arrest you then, Sheriff. And Sheriff Richard Mack said, I don't think so. And we did not go out of the law. We used the law. And I got an injunction against him arresting me. And we stopped all that. And then you went to the Supreme Court eventually, and the Supreme Court said Richard Mack is right, Bill Clinton's wrong. And in the decision, it said that the federal government has no authority to order around. And I'll bet that article me. never said anything about that. Of course not. <laughs> but then, so the federal government doesn't have authority to demand any state officials do anything at all. So you're not saying that you're above the law. You're simply saying there is the law, and they're not above it either. Right. And don't pretend they are. Now, they continue in the article and say the language of the movement is worrying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it dovetails with militias and right-wing extremists. And it's troubling when any law enforcement official claims they're above the law. Claims they're sovereign and above the law. You mean like senators and presidents who do not obey the supreme law of the land. That kind of above the law? Yeah, yeah, but but I don't know a single sheriff, and I've been watching this movement and involved in this as as much as you can be from a civilian, from a citizen, right? Mm-hmm, right. I mean, is there anybody more involved than me besides Tanya? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> All I'm telling you is I've been involved to the no. hilt as much as I can get. I have never, ever, true ever. True statement. Very true. I have never talked to a single sheriff that says he's above the law or even thinks that. I've never seen a one. Quite to the contrary. We, we claim that they have to answer to the law, and that is the supreme law of the land, which they take an oath to. And specifically, more specifically, the Bill of Rights. So they have to obey the Bill of Rights before any other statute or pretend legislation. So check this out. Then the article says, we have not traced any above the law acts to any of these sheriffs, but they support the Stop the Steal movement and da-da-da-da, and they support all these. But none of these things that are law-breaking have been traced to any of these sheriffs. You mean we should support the steal? They want uh, us to support the steal. Okay. I guess so. They, they, see, we are against stealing, and we are against fraudulent elections, and always have been. And we would like to see all of those investigated properly and safeguards in place to guarantee our voting uh, rights. But no. Yeah, it's insane. Then they say this is the final part of the article. And I know we're out of time. I need you on more to discuss this in more detail. But here's the, they say this. Here's the constitutional sheriff's movement. It's simply put, here's how it is, sheriff. Sheriffs are the ultimate authority on what is and what is not constitutional, allowing them to interpret and influence the laws which they see fit. Okay, and, and I never use the word interpret. But that's a lie. That's a lie, total lie. And that I've ever been involved in any type of militia is also a lie. So if they would just speak to me first, but they no, they have their own agenda and what they want to write. So. And, and so they, then they finalize by saying, Sheriff Ivey refused to answer questions for this article. Good. And my response is this. You know what? Why don't they call me? I'll talk to them about the article until the cows come home. Well, I'll eat them for lunch. You're willing to talk to them. Why don't they call you? Why don't they? Yeah. Good question. Because they're chicken. Because they don't want the truth. Because <laughs> they're afraid of the honest, open, candid conversation that will ensue. Right. Right. Oh, of course. At, we're, uh, by the way, we're at Freedom Fest. I'm going to get you this article. We're going to talk about it in some of the different sessions that we're having uh, a little bit more in detail because these people flat out have a dishonest lie on well, their they, hands. They've given I, us they more to ammunition sued. to discuss while we're here. That's great. But I think they need to be sued, <laughs> Sheriff. Maybe so. Because you know what? Saying that you think you're above the law, saying that you think that you have every right just to do whatever you want with the law, yeah. and that that's what your organization teaches, is a flat-out fraudulent statement. It is. Anything to do with militia is also just absolutely crazy. And then they go on and they act like you and I supported, or I shouldn't say I really, but I guess I'm part of the CSPOA too. You are. Uh, they basically say that we cheered on. The riots, January 6th. You know what? Quite oh, my God. When I told liars. people not to go, 
Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't even go, and I told everybody else not to go. And if you want another example, even the Mount Here Wildlife Refuge, we wrote a press release against that takeover. I mean, what more do you people want? You're lying, yeah. and you need to be stopped in the courts. Yeah. I, 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 would, love, I would love to sue them, but the way the lawsuits go with uh, defamation and slander, it wouldn't go anywhere. So Yeah. I would love to do it, though. I, I, I love to call them out to open debate, like just like I did uh, Southern Poverty Law Center. Did Southern Poverty Law Center want to debate me publicly? No. In Not fact, they, even. In fact, they, <laughs> they lied. Read. They lied about our presentation, said we were inciting violence. We had a video to prove they were lying, and they printed a retraction. Yeah, in the smallest place they could. But, Dishonest yeah. thugs from the yeah. pit of hell. They need yeah. to stop. Yeah, but, yeah, I would love to still contact the, the guy who wrote the article. And challenge him to open debate. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. Yep. All right. This is the place you heard it first. Anyway, interesting. I just thought I'd grab you for that. We're flat out of time, but thank you, Sheriff. All right. Thank you, brother. Richard Max going back to his booth, ladies and gentlemen. His booth, what, 801? I think so. Books. Or I'm going going to Beth Ann, actually. And you know what? He's got a bunch (laughs) of sheriffs with him, too. Can you imagine that? Richard Mack has a bunch of sheriffs with him, too. Uh, And you can ask any one of them if they think they're above the law. And you see what they say right here live at Freedom Fest. You just walk up to the sheriff and say, sir, do you think you're above the law? And you let them respond to that. Because I'm telling you, it's a lie straight from straight from the adversary to deceive you, ladies and gentlemen. What the sheriffs believe is there are constitutional checks and balances, and every one of them have an oath to the Constitution. And if bureaucrats and professional do-gooders break the law, they need to be held accountable as well. Is the sheriff a king? Far from. But does he have tremendous authority? Should he live up to his privilege in his county? Absolutely. Are there delegated authorities jurisdictionally that need to be understood? Without question. All right, that's the final. Two hours in the can. We've got a bunch of interviews coming up today. We'll play that back on previous or former or future broadcasts, I should say. Future broadcasts will be live tomorrow and Saturday from Freedom Fest as well. Freedomfest.com. I am Sam Bushman. For we the people, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.